Welcome to Interview with the Outlaw Michael Tomsick. And today I have a very special guest, Terry Ziller, who currently runs a, a semi-professional, I guess is what you would call it, um, wrestling promotion here in Springfield, Missouri, and also in Arkansas. Uh, so Terry, welcome to the show, and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Terry Ziller, and to, to clarify... I don't run it. I am just the general manager for Mid-States Wrestling. Um, I, I want to make that very clear. I do not own that operation. I am just a hired employee like everybody else for that operation at the moment. Well, I gave you a better promotion, I guess. Uh, yeah, okay. Hopefully it pays better. <laughs> well, you are currently running uh, the promotion here in Springfield and Arkansas, though, correct? Yes, I, I am the general manager and. the... Uh, Sort of one of the guys in charge that uh, sort of holds the lid down on stuff. Other people own it. I've got bosses like everybody else does, and I got my limits and liabilities and places, things I can do and things that I can't. But it's pretty. It, it's an interesting job at the moment. Well, I do know that you guys have a live show coming up here in Springfield at Relics on the 11th, I believe. Yes, sir. At Relics at the 11, doors open at six. Veterans Day, big Patriot blowout. It's going to be a huge, huge show. Yeah, and I'm planning to actually go to that show. Maybe we'll meet in person then. Um, That'd be great. <laughs> but I kind of wanted to go over a little bit of your background. Uh, even though we're talking about current things, and we'll get to that. Uh, but I see you started here uh, in 1984. Is that about correct? Yes, sir. 1984. It's been going on a uh, 39-year anniversary right now. So what got you into that? Uh, what got you into the wrestling and promotion side of wrestling in the first place uh well i watched wrestling uh in the 70s uh grew up watching a lot of the awa um late 70s early 80s migrated to pacific northwest watched a lot of uh don owens promotion did a lot of stuff with that uh, through high school and stuff, uh, I, I'd basically been living on my own since I was 16, uh, and I worked at a health club, and most of the wrestlers were coming and going in and out of there. Uh, always been attracted to wrestling all my life. Just one of those deals, one of those things I knew I was going to do. was told I wasn't going to do it, and I had to go out and prove people wrong. I went out and did what I said I was going to do. That's pretty cool. So let me ask you a question. Is there, like, um, you don't hear a lot about the promotion side, so it's kind of interesting to have you on the show. I mean, because you don't really think about a lot of people I know out there watch major productions like WWE and AEW and Impact and Global like that, but they don't understand the whole backworks of it. So is there like, um, if someone was interested in like producing the show like you are, is there like certain classes or courses or is there schools out there for that or... There, there is some. Um, a lot of it, if you have a great wrestling background, it's awesome. It's great. Other promotions, such as a WWE at the moment and stuff, uh, they're, they're not using a lot of people with wrestling backgrounds to write some of the shows and actually shows. Um, if you got a wrestling background, a wrestling mind, it, it, it helps a lot. Uh, you have to have the ability to work with all kinds of personalities. Uh because you've got people that are arrogant, uh, people that think that they can do nothing wrong, and you have to be able to control all those people at all times to put off the show that you want. Because everybody wants to win all the time. Everybody, you know, that, that's the name of the game, to win, to become the champion. Everybody wants that. So it's, it's controlling a bunch of people. It's, it's pretty crazy some days. 
Now, before you worked for your current uh, company, uh, where did you work at before that? Uh, well, I started my training in 84 in the Pacific Northwest. I was trained by Playboy Buddy Rose, Mad Max Scott Ferris. I had my first match in 84 with Playboy Buddy Rose, so that was a nice thing. I worked the road quite a bit in the Pacific Northwest. I migrated my way to Arizona, spent many, many, many years in Arizona working up and down the West Coast, going into Mexico, I've been to Canada a couple times. I worked uh, talent enhancement for the WWE in, from 90 to about 93. In about 98, I sort of went on a hiatus from wrestling. Um, sort of didn't like the direction it was going. Didn't like some of the things that were happening. Took off for a while. Uh, then slowly but surely got back into it. I mean, I even stopped watching every TV show production that was out there. Um, so I missed a lot of stuff that had happened for a while. Uh, but came back into it. Went and seen uh, a Harley Race show when I moved out here. Because uh, I'd, I'd moved to Vegas and had some bad issues with some wrestling promoters and stuff in Las Vegas, so I just sort of gave up on the game. Moved out here, went to the show, a show Harley Race put on uh, in Missouri, went out and checked that out, sort of got the itch a little bit, um, didn't, didn't do a whole lot with it, uh, went to see a Jason Jones show, was absolutely, that, that dude's killing it. He was doing wrestling the way it used to be done, the way it should be done. Absolutely loved it. Uh, so talked with him a little bit, not a whole lot went on at that point. And then uh, my employer at another company that I worked for know that I've been in the wrestling business and they had a, uh, a couple that came to them that were bringing a wrestling company from North Carolina here and they wanted to know the ins and outs and wanted me to talk to them, make sure everything was legit and that we weren't going to get hurt in our other company in any business venture doing anything with them and uh, ended up working for that guy for a couple years as uh, got for me a job as his head trainer. We had a wrestling school that took place. Uh, we started in Marionville and we moved to Ozark. Uh, did that for a few years. Uh, that's where I met Joe Helms at one of our shows in Republic, Missouri and brought Joe on and sort of taught Joe the wrestling game. Uh, the beginning part of it anyhow, and I mean, he's still learning every day as far as it goes. Uh, him and I had made several trips down to Arkansas, training down there with Jason Jones at his wrestling academy, and sort of history's written itself. I ended up getting on with uh, Jason Jones and been offering the position of uh, general manager. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, you mentioned Joe Helms. We actually had him on the podcast a while back ago uh, for our podcast, the Outlaw Wrestling Podcast. He was one of our special guests on that podcast, so it was really cool having him on there. I wanted to talk a little bit more about your uh, experience in the WWF in the 1990s to 93. Um, what what wrestlers and stuff did you work with in that time frame? Oh, man, there's a list of them. I know. My very first match there was with Bad News Brown. Uh, I'd worked Bob Backlund. Um, I'd worked the Beverly Brothers when I was there. Bam Bam Bigelow, Akeem, Brutus Beefcake, The Undertaker. I'd had some dark matches with like Perry Taylor, uh, a bunch of stuff. I mean, that, that was a, a great all-around deal. Uh, so you remember when the One Two Three Kid right over to uh, WWE? Yes. Sean Waltman, uh, him and I both had tryouts the same exact day. 
for developmental contracts. He accepted his, and I turned mine down. No, so you also wrestled in the ring? Yes, sir. So what was, uh, did you ever hold any titles or anything like that? Oh, several major titles up and down the West Coast. Uh, USA Tag Team Champions, Western State Tag Team Champions, Western States Heavyweight Champion, uh, United States Champion for Arizona Pro Wrestling, uh, AIWF Junior Heavyweight Champion. Uh, I've held a lot of belts. (laughs) That's a lot of experience, and, and that's kind of interesting. So... Let me ask you this. With being in the ring and outside the ring, what what do you see as the big difference in that? Between then and now? Well, you you've had now you're a promoter and you were you were also a wrestler in the ring, so I guess what I'm asking what what the difference in, in like your experience and mine, you were talking about how it's better to write shows with the past wrestling experience and stuff like that. So because uh, you're a promoter now, I, I presume you're not wrestling in the ring currently, right? No, not currently. I'm not really the promoter. I'm just the general manager. Our general I'm manager. Another person. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just the general manager. The promoter is my boss. Oh, okay. Um, so, like, so what gotta, what does the general manager entail doing? Uh, keeping control of the guys. Making sure people are getting to the ring on time, doing what they're supposed to do, when they're supposed to do it. You know, making sure that they're, they're following the letter of the laws and the bylaws that we have at Mid-States Wrestling at the moment. And if they don't, Hand down fines and take control and keep over. I mean, if you've been watching Mid-States Wrestling for a while, it was sort of run roughshod. People were doing all kinds of things that they, you know, they were, they were just going wild. And you can't have a circuit with 20 different characters doing whatever they want. Somebody's got to lead them in and keep them in control and, and, and sort of keep the insane asylum on lockdown, if that makes sense. It does make a lot of sense. So do you guys, I know you're based, uh, you're you're mainly based out of Arkansas, correct? Yes, sir. And so do you guys have like a school or training down there for uh, Mid? Yep, MidStatesWrestling.com. Go to their website. If you're interested in going to school, go there. It's run by Jason Jones. Gary Roosevelt Graham is one of the main trainers there, too. Great wrestling school. I love everything that they're doing down there. They're teaching people how to wrestle the right way. And now, are you guys just only in... Uh, Missouri and Arkansas as far as promotions currently? Uh, As far as running shows at the moment, we are. uh, Jason Jones, of course, is the hardest working man in uh, wrestling. Um, He goes everywhere. He's literally been all over the country doing everything with everybody, and he knows everyone. Uh, You know, from Tennessee to Texas to Oklahoma, um, he's every place. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's really awesome. So what about yourself? Like, uh, how does that, you know... One of the things we talk about on the podcast and maybe fans would would like to kind of hear out there is, you know, traveling around. How, how does that, a lot of people don't understand these wrestlers and even uh, though you guys are only in two states, but you've traveled around like on WWF and stuff, so you were on the road a lot. How did that like affect your family life and how does that like, um, you know, affect overall life in general uh, being like a top entertainer? It makes life really difficult. Um... There's been more marriages broken by wrestling than have been made by wrestling. Let's put it that way. Uh, there's a lot of trust issues that go involved with that. Uh, you're constantly on the road. There's temptations out there all the time when you're doing that. I mean, when I was working full-time, I was traveling anywhere from 200 to 300 days a year. 
working uh, when I was doing it full time as a gig that way. It got crazy. Um, you know, I decided when I turned down my WWF contract that that wasn't what I wanted. I needed to concentrate on my family. And that's what I've been doing. Um, concentrate on my family. I've got two great kids that are adults. I've got five grandchildren right now. Uh, you know, I decided that I needed to be the father figure and be at home and take care of them. That was what my priority was. I'd already done a lot in my wrestling career by the time I was offered that contract, so I figured I might as well, you know, just keep on doing it. I had some pretty good gigs going on. I could wrestle every weekend if I wanted to, going into Mexico, going into California, going into Texas. I, I was pretty happy with that at the time. Well, that's that's a really background. So you said you have a... So I think you've been married for a while since you have lots of grandkids there and stuff. Yeah, I got five grandkids right now. Oh wow, what age ranges are those? Uh, we're going from age two to twelve. And are they all into? I presume they're probably almost all into wrestling then. Um, actually, one girl is and one boy is big time. The other ones are sort of yeah on the thing. I got the, the oldest grandson. It's sort of on again, off again. He's got certain guys that he likes. He's a big Logan Paul fan right now. So if there's anything with Logan Paul, he wants to watch that. But uh, uh, my granddaughter loves Kelsey Magnolia. She thinks that's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And then uh, the two-year-old, you know, I, I come home like on Friday nights, and if he's here on Friday nights, we turn on SmackDown. His attention's on SmackDown. He'll let her sit in the chair with me next to me and watch SmackDown. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm sorry I kind of took you away from SmackDown tonight for a little while then. Uh, I do. <laughs> but I appreciate you coming on the show and talking with us. So, um, besides all the rest and everything, tell us uh, more about yourself, Terry, and, and like anything that you want to share with the Outlaw fans out there. It doesn't necessarily have to be about yourself. Well, I, I think we got a great group of guys at Mid States Wrestling right now. Uh, Blue Bolt, that guy's got a ton of potential. Colton Flair and Vaughn, must see TV. Absolutely one of the best. I, I see that kid going some major places. Um, you know, just his time and commitment. He, he, he does pro wrestling and does MMA. Um, this guy's off the hook. I, I've never seen so much raw talent in all my life. I can definitely see that guy going to like an AEW. Absolutely. And I, I only say AEW because of the smaller stature. He's not, he's not one of the biggest guys in the ring pound for pound. You know, uh, if you look traditionally, WWF's got some bigger guys that are in there. So, you know, they got a couple smaller ones, but there's not a lot of them. I just think AEW would be a great place for them to be. Uh, you know, we got Austin Muitalo. That kid's setting the world on fire right now, too. He's great. Joe Helms. I mean, he's doing things all over the place. He's got shows for New Breed. He's wrestling for SICW. He's working for Mid-States Wrestling. Um, he just went to Cauliflower Alley Club. In Vegas, he's got an opportunity to go up to Canada and do some stuff up there. Uh, he's got some offers to go down to Florida and wrestling. So, I mean, we're, we're just not a bunch of local guys that are doing backyard wrestling. These guys are trained to be professional wrestlers. And all of them have the ability of going some places. I mean, we got Alan Jefferson and Cannonball Matthews. Those guys in the last two years are heads and tails above what they were. They've actually got something really good going on right now. I, 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 I think we got a great, great group of talent. You know, we got people like Niles Plunkett, uh, Bert Candy. I mean, we've got a great pool of talent. Yeah, that sounds really great. How long does it take, just out of curiosity, if someone wanted to try to become a professional wrestler and starting from scratch, from going to school to hitting the ring and possibly getting a, 
onto like a major TV program or something like how long do you does that usually take or involve? Well, for myself, I trained myself probably six to eight months, and I started having shows. But it took me, I don't know, probably two to three years before I ever made it to TV anywhere. You know, we did a lot of house shows, but then again, we're going back to when there was territories, and then Vince McMahon came up and bought up all the territories, so then you had WWE or WWF at the time, and you had NWA, and then you had uh, Texas Wrestling. That was it. Or, you know, they had Tennessee. They had a couple places that were still, but they were, you know, NWA affiliates. And, you know, Memphis, so. But there wasn't a whole lot of places to get a lot of TV coverage. There wasn't a whole lot of people doing it. Uh, the guys that were trying to pick up the pieces after the territories went away, they, they didn't have the money to run TV or to do that stuff. So we were doing shows in gymnasiums and stuff like that. They were great sellouts, and we were doing great business, but there just wasn't the TV at the time. Now there's more ability of that. I mean, Mid-States Wrestling is on YouTube now. I was just going to ask you if you guys were promoting like on YouTube or uh, doing any live videos or anything like that. Yeah, Mid-States Wrestling is on YouTube right now. I believe it's going to be a weekly show that's running. It's already started. You can go to YouTube, put in Mid-States Wrestling, and the first episode is already aired. Oh, wow. How, ma how many shows? Of and it's not overwhelming that it's going to take you an hour, an hour and a half to watch. It's 30 minutes worth of matches, three, maybe four matches, some interviews. Uh, gets to the basics of what we're actually doing here, and it's good wrestling. Now, how many shows a week uh, between uh, here in Missouri and Arkansas are you guys doing with Mid-State Wrestling? Uh, right now we're, because Jason's got a lot of other stuff going on with himself. Uh, we've got the show here on the 11th. We have a show in December uh, down in Harrison. And then we are coming back, and I don't remember the exact date off the top of my head that we're back in Springfield, but we've been running back and forth to Springfield, or back and forth to Harrison, Arkansas, and Springfield. I think they have a show coming up in Siloam Springs also in December. So there's a few things. But with that, uh, a lot of the guys are, rest are uh, wrestling like in Oklahoma for Tim Rockwell's Wrestling for a Cause, which is another great organization going on. I know Cannonball Matthews has been doing some stuff in Iowa. I mean... The guys are getting out there. Like I said, they're not just locals. They're going out and getting experience in a bunch of different places. Austin Mulitalo's got, uh, I think, like a show scheduled every single weekend for the next uh, four months. Oh, that's that's really awesome. And so you, you get to travel around a little bit and stuff. Uh, does your family and stuff go with you when you we travel up? Uh, do you guys like stay up here or do you just travel up here and then uh, go back home? Well, I actually live up here in Springfield. So... I go down there, uh, my wife and I go down and we come back every night when we do the shows down there, you know, you know, like last February, and I think we're doing it again this year, I'm not for sure, uh, down at the, for uh, a fundraiser for the Arizona Powergrounds, we were down there every single weekend, doing shows every weekend. Oh, uh, that's, that's a lot of time and commitment, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see, like, the show up here, and, and I look forward to going there on the 11th and checking it out. Now, I guess another question I kind of have, and... and so, I know I've I kind of talked to, I don't know if it was you or not, it was a while back ago with Mid-State Wrestling, I don't think it was you because we seem to, to click and be able to talk to each other, but I remember talking to someone and uh, about the promotions and stuff like that, and, and, and kind of like podcasters and, and media like me 
uh, on the outside. Is there is there like I mean, do you guys work with uh, companies like that and stuff as well? Occasionally, the wrestling business is a really tight, close knit business and family. Um, you have to sort of know somebody to get in, if that makes sense. Right. And you sort of have to go through channels to do it because we're very close. We're a close-knit family, and we don't want everybody in knowing all of our business and all of our dirty laundry. I don't think anybody really wants to. Well, now you're going to speak of dirty laundry, so what kind of dirty laundry can we talk about? Uh, I can't talk about any dirty laundry. Uh, well, we're, we're on an outlaw show, though. And, and not only can't I, I won't, because I don't spread other people's dirty laundry. <laughs> I'm just putting you on the spot. I wouldn't be able to call myself the outlaw if I didn't do that. But, no, it's, it's um, I, I enjoy... If you dirty laundry, I'll give you dirty, I, I, I'll, I'll give you dirty laundry. The manager of champions. What's that? Stephen E. How much dirtier can you get? I'm not familiar with that person, so... Oh, you will be soon enough. Stephen E., manager of champions, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know if I'll go there. <laughs> Maybe I'll just keep talking to you. Well, Terry, I'm going to give you here, we're getting kind of towards the end of the show, so I'm going to give you a few minutes here, throw out any promotions or anything that you want to say to the Outlaw fans out there. Hey, check out Mid-States Wrestling, uh, Saturday the 11th, show starts at 7 p.m., doors open at 6, the show you don't want to miss, miss family-friendly entertainment. We're not like some of these other wrestling organizations, we keep it clean and keep it real. Definitely come check us out. If you're down in Harrison, Arkansas, you know where we're at. We're at the Harrison Fairgrounds. Definitely come check out a come check out a mid state show. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. And also, you guys, just so you know, um, I have it set up for mid state wrestling. If you guys want to check them out, they're also on my uh, pages, on my wrestling pages for my group, uh, the Outlaw Wrestling uh, Podcast. I I always see and promote your guys' stuff on there for you. Um, Great. So I appreciate. You know, appreciate the local talent and stuff like that. Hopefully, we get together and uh, get some more interviews. Like I said, I know I interviewed Joe Helms a while back ago on our show. So um, I'll get with Terry and maybe we'll get some of the guys on the show and get to interview them and talk to them and and uh, get you guys an inside perspective. But thank you for coming on an outlaw uh, interview with the outlaw Michael Tomzik as I make thousands of mistakes towards the end of the show here. Anyway, Terry, I appreciate you coming on and. Uh, being part of the show. Thank you very much. Not a problem. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Uh, bye-bye. And you guys just remember, become outlaws because you're wanted. If you guys want to join interviews with the outlaw Michael Tomsick, go on to my webpage at mtomsick.com and become an outlaw because you're wanted. <laughs>